Today, in the city of David, Christ is born, the Savior of the world. Today, if we look around the world, every place around the world, Christians celebrate the birth of the Son of God. Can you imagine going all around the world? Every place where Christians are, they're honoring, they're celebrating, no matter where they are. Sometimes they may not be able to do it publicly. Sometimes they may not be able to gather in the church because of the pandemic. Where, but nonetheless, every place around the world, Christians honor. And there's about 2 billion Christians around the world. 2 billion Christians, the followers of Christ. Yes, they may not always be that faithful. Yes, they may not always be close to him, and yet they are. They've been baptized in the name of Jesus. They've been baptized in the name of the Holy Trinity. They accepted his teaching. Even in their human weakness and even in their human negligence, perhaps they're not fervent in their faith, and yet they have embraced. They've embraced the one who has come. The word became flesh. If we were to look at the readings, and by the way, there's, there's 16 readings for today. There's a mass before midnight, which is the evening. There's a midnight, the shepherd's mass readings. There's mass readings for the dawn and then for during the day. So if you really wish to enter the very dialogue with God, how the Lord speaks about this event from the Old Testament, New Testament, the Gospels. It's really great. I mean, I, what, what can we do? If we are to have a reflection on the readings, which readings do we choose today? And each one of them is just incredibly beautiful. Each one of them enters into our hearts and, and teaches us and inspires us to love the one who was born today. For unto us the Son is born, unto us the Savior is born. Glory to God in the highest, the shepherds would say, and peace to people on this earth, peace to people of goodwill. How can we speak today not actually raising our voices, not raise, raising our hearts, and singing joyful song to God. We have to look into the readings even briefly, even if there are 16 and we can only cover several. From Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, a son is given us, upon his shoulder dominion rests, they name him Wonder Counselor, God, hero, father forever, prince of peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful from David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains by judgment and justice, both now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The loving zeal of God will do this for us. For unto us a child is born. This is Isaiah, Isaiah who wrote 700 years before Christ. And he wrote already in the past tense, 
700 years before he already, for unto us a child is born. God, hero, prince of peace. If this is not revelation, if this is not inspiration from God, how is it possible, Isaiah, who's writing that this will be a child, a human being, and yet he's God? How is it possible? How is it possible that God gave him this awareness? Almost, we have to say, human beings, can, God is God. Human being cannot be God, and yet he speaks of him. Why? Because the Lord prepared humanity for the coming of the Son of God and Son of Man. He prepared the humanity through prophetic words. And during Advent, as you remember, we were going through different types of, of references in the Old Testament, which prepared us for this moment. And this moment is exceptionally and incredibly beautiful. But in St. Luke, what do we have? St. Luke joins this anticipatory, anticipatory grace that is given as St. Paul speaks of God as being grace to us. This means the very presence of God's love and mercy in person. Okay, and yet we see that St. Luke speaks of it in a historical time. It's a historical. And, and in those days, decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled or taking census. This was the first enrollment or census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph too went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem because he was one of the house and the family of David. And he likewise to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So we have, first of all, this historical going to the Old Testament and St. Luke places us right in the middle of a history. See how civil authority, emperor, plays into the, into the gift, the drama, so that the, so that the uh, scriptures will be fulfilled. Joseph and Mary were in Nazareth, 150 kilometers or 100 miles away from Bethlehem. Why would they show up when the prophecies speak of, of the Messiah being born in Bethlehem? And so it's emperor, Roman emperor, and through a especially very uh, uh, conscientious uh, Quirinius, he did the census. I know the speak scripture says enrollment, but it's also it's a census. And so what, what is it? So we have historical reality playing into the, into the history of God, into the history of our salvation. And so there it is. They have to go to what families they came from to be registered, to be, take a census. They have to go back to, to uh, Bethlehem because that's where both Joseph's and Mary's background come from, from the Davidic line. So they go there and they're registered. The interesting thing is this, from historical perspective, that not only was Joseph registered Mary, but also Jesus, but also Jesus. And this is something historically uh, where 
Justin the Martyr, who died in 165, who did live between, you know, the beginning uh, of the first century, and died. He says that there is a there was a historical record in Rome, historical record of Jesus's birth. It is also confirmed by Chrysostom, who died. He was in the fourth century, but also an emperor called Julian the Apostate. That there was actually a record because the records were kept. Romans kept, you know, they were lawyers. They kept everything. They were famous. So we have historical registration of Jesus being born. Yes, we don't have it now, but, but there's attestation to it from the early church. And as I mentioned, Justin the Martyr, who died in 165. Uh, God allowing himself to be not only born into a human family, but also to be recorded is one of us, just like we have. But there's more. The Son of God has, is born in Bethlehem, but there's no place for him. And as we know, there is no room in the inn. And so what do they do? They choose the only other option, and that is a grotto, a cave, a grotto, which the shepherds used the shepherds you know to to keep their sheep or or themselves you know if it was cool or cold they still have to watch the flocks but they probably took turns during the night that's the place where the son of god is born there's no place for him we see we read in the gospel today from the gospel of saint john in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god God himself becoming flesh, God himself becoming one of us, and yet there's no place for him. He chose to be one of the least of human beings. And this is St. Saint Paul in the letter to the Ephesians speaks of he uh, did not cling to the divinity, something to be truly grasped at. He did not, he became a slave. He became a servant right from the beginning. God becomes a servant. God becomes a servant of us and even lower than a servant. He embraced everything upon us. Not only did he embrace the divinity, I'm sorry, he embraced the humanity and he emptied himself of divinity as, as scripture says. And yet he remained God because God cannot empty himself. He only manifested himself in a human way, born as a child, born as a servant, born into human family so that he may redeem us. He embraced our humanity completely so that he may be our merciful Lord and Savior. There's so many scriptural references today expressing that joy. The Psalms today, you know, which, which by the way, again, each for each reading, there's a special Psalm. And by the time today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Why? Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples, his wondrous deeds. Why? Because we are to be glad because the Son has come to us. Today is born the Savior of the world. And you know, St. Paul, in the letter to the Hebrews, it's very, very powerful reading where he wishes us to, to embrace 
this reality called the, 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 the human, I mean, God who became one of us, he had accomplished purification from sins. He took his seat at the right hand of the majesty of God for as far as superior to the angels as a name he has inherited in more is more excellent than theirs. And then he says to us, he quotes again, you are my son, this day I have begotten you. Or again, I will be a father to him, he shall be my son. And again, when he leads the firstborn into the world, let all the angels of God worship him, the word of God, because why? Because he's refulgence, manifestation of father himself, son, slave, servant, and yet God, that is the mystery. But I think finally, what do we wish to receive from today? A, a deeper sense of not only of who he is, but also how the world has responded to him. He is the true light, which enlightens everyone. And this light came to the world. He was in the world because through the world came through him. The world did not know him. He came to his own, but his own people did not accept him. We know that today people still do not wish to welcome the Lord. I don't want to say, you know, we have, I don't even want to mention what people do sometimes as a reaction to the gift of God. You know, all kinds of comments, all kinds of things which people do rejecting him. They do not know him. They do not know him. They do not know him. They reject the one that they do not know. As many times when people approach me and, and they ask, tell me I'm not a believer or I am an atheist, or I don't accept Christian revelation, I always ask them the question, what type of God do you not believe in? What type of God do you reject? Can you describe to me the God that you do not believe in? And often enough, when the minute they start describing this God, I said, thank God you don't believe in him because he doesn't exist. Because the one who exists is the one who is revealed by the scriptures, the one who being, became incarnate in Jesus, the one who came here as Prince of Peace, who was reconciling us, who loved us so much that he offered his life for us. He's the one, he's the one to whom he offered forgiveness even on a cross. He's the one who manifested pure, divine love and care, concern for us. That's the one we believe in. And he was born in one of us. He's one of us. And yet he was son of God. That's the one we believe in. And we can be proud and happy that he is the one. And he is no, not, not someone else, not a philosopher, not some politician, not some other public great leader, not some historical figure. He's all in pure love. He's all God, the refulgence of the Father's glory, the, the refulgence of his love, manifestation of his love. He's the one. So maybe then today, yes, but for those who did accept him. He gave the power to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Those who were born not by natural generation or by human choice or by man's decision, 
but of God. God gave us the gift of life. God has chosen us. God has helped us to accept him. God has given us the privilege to be his children. And for us, since, since he was the one who comes, he wants us to have that fullness of life, fullness that we have received grace in place of grace, because while law is given to Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He gave us the truth, knowledge of the truth. Light came into the world to enlighten us. What is the, the, the truth, the real truth? And also he gave us the understanding how to be men and women who live this truth, who live according to his commandments, who live according to his, to his uh, privilege privileged gift of, of special and holy life, life of holiness. Maybe then today, through the celebration of this Eucharist, where this God who has become one of us, he's here with us in the Eucharist. May we welcome him. May we rejoice in him. May we thank him for his birth. May we thank him for assuming our human nature so that we may come to know the Father. May we love him with all our heart. May we tell him, help me to love you more. Help me to be with you. Help me to always follow your will. Help me to attain salvation. And help me also to manifest, to give witness to others so that others may believe, may accept him, may love him, may come to know the future glory and to live in paradise because that's our, what we are here for. He did not come just to come into, enter into history, but he wants to offer us for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven for us and for our salvation. For us and for our salvation died for, our, for us and for our, our salvation. He's taking us to the Father's glory to live the joys of eternity in paradise. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.